Elaine Parker is my guest on Lacrosse Talk this morning from the uh, Job Creators Network to talk a little more about uh, about lockdowns and how they disproportionately impact some uh, uh, portions of our community. Elaine, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, tell me a little about the uh, lockdowns and how do they impact various uh, uh, categories of people? Yeah, so every day that businesses remain closed um, and restricted, people, Americans, are losing job opportunities. But in particular, when we look at the latest jobs report from December, women are being disproportionately hurt. There were 140,000 jobs lost in the December jobs report that was just released a week or two ago. And 100% of those net lost jobs went to women. Pretty stark. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's horrible. And, and if we compare that to just a year ago, the same jobs report, 95% of all net jobs went to women. Just one year can make a difference like that, and that's based on all of these lockdowns that business that that local governments and and governors have been doing to small businesses. And as a result, uh, many times we see women um, are particularly hurt because, particularly because of schools um, that are closed for in-person learning, and children are forced to stay home. You know, if you take aside set aside just the development consequences of keeping our children cooped up. But mothers are frequently left to choose between their children and their job. And that's, and that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, you know, in more and more states, uh, New York and a variety of uh, cities in California, start to recognize that the lockdowns are having a huge impact financially. And those businesses that are closed, uh, the people who represent those businesses, when they can, are leaving the uh, city of New York to try and find a place where they can have a business and work and make a living, not just sit on the sidelines waiting for the government to send them some cash. Yeah, well, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, who seems to be the godfather of all of these super strict lockdowns, is finally realizing that if he doesn't get his economy open, he's not going to have one to come back to. Um, You know, small businesses, they, they account for 50% of our, our workforce. They account for two-thirds of all new job growth. There's 30 million of them in this country, and if you're going to keep them shut down, we're losing thousands by the day, um, then you're not going to have an economy to come back to, Governor. So welcome to the club, um, and that's the club of opening society and, and businesses and schools and letting people get back to work. But clearly, by the December jobs report, women are being disproportionately hurt by these lockdowns. Talk to me a little about how the lockdowns and doing business and staying open and $15 an hour minimum wage for federal workers, uh, maybe that's the rub. At the moment, it would only impact federal workers, but where's that money going to come from? Yeah, so um, last week, uh, President Biden issued an executive order for uh, government contractors, the employees of government contractors, be required to pay $15 an hour as a minimum wage. Um, but he's also slipped that into his $1.9 trillion um, bill um, for a national uh, federal minimum wage of $15 an hour. And it's just, it's such a slap in the face to all of these businesses that have been, you know, shut down and told that they're not essential businesses, employees being told that they're not essential employees. 
um, and unable to work. And then, you know, as these some of these states are starting to open, to suddenly be slapped with a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, it just it it's it's it is it is ridiculous that any government official would think that that's what you need to do to small businesses as we start to reopen. We do need to get um, support to small businesses. We do need to get support to Americans in general, but slapping mandates of wage increases that are really just been on a a wish list of Democrats for for decades is not the way to get our economy going. Well, and and what kind of impact? I, I haven't heard any kind of timeline with regard to when everybody else will be making $15 an hour. I've always argued that minimum wage is not supposed to be a living wage. All those high school students are not going to get any kind of jobs anymore because the boss can't af- the boss has hired your dad and your uncle and your older brother who just got out of college doesn't have any time for you. Yeah, absolutely. And and according to uh, the CBO in 2019, they actually examined this report um, in a report that they issued. And it, it came out with a report that said that a $15 an hour minimum wage would cost the country 1.3 million jobs. Um, so I don't know how President Biden can continue pushing a national federal minimum wage based on those kinds of of numbers. I mean, the better way and what, what we support at Job Creators Network is to expand the EITC, um, the Earned Income Tax Credit, which is a system that's already in place and subsidizes low-income workers through the tax code. Um, there's certainly adjustments that need to be made to it so that it's a monthly payout, but it targets low-income um, workers who need it the most. Um, and doesn't penalize small business owners who are trying to open um, and pay their employees uh, wages that they can afford based on their areas. Because remember, I mean, um, there is a difference in the cost of living between New York and, say, Mississippi. Elaine Parker is our guest on the Crosstalk on WIZM from Job Creators Network, president of Job Creators Network Foundation. Uh, Anybody that is listening, Elaine, that would like to read more about it, uh, the conversation's available online, isn't it? Yeah, they can go to jobcreatorsnetwork.com. 